comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audiblechild.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your Android, iPhone, Kindle, or MP3 player. This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we are talking the film Lucy. Aaron, do you love Lucy? Ah, I got some explaining to do, that's for sure. Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe! Hola! Aloha! Hello! Out Now is a film podcast. It's Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. We cover various movie topics, then dive into a mostly spoiler-free review before jumping back into other topics. This is episode 159. 159. Episode. Yeah, we're back to numbers. Yeah, we had a lot of bonuses. A lot of bonuses. A lot of content coming out this week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nothing, nothing but the best for the Out Now with Aaron and Abe <laughs> listeners. That's what I always say. Yeah, trademark. There you, yeah, <laughs> That's that. it's on the DVD box of our Out Now podcast. <laughs> Nothing but the best for the listeners. Criterion Collection. Criterion Collection. There's a whole essay out there written by Scott Mendelson about our show. It's great. <laughs> Thanks, God. Um, it, anyway, this is episode 159, and today we are talking about the film Lucy, starring Scarlett Johansson from writer-director Luke Besson. And joining us today, we have, from Just Seen It, and writer-director of the upcoming web series Jess vs. Archer, the word is out on what percentage of brain she uses. It's Amy Taylor. Hello! And also from Just Seen It, and the what? director of the film, Bread and Butter, she's taken voice lessons from Morgan Freeman. It's Liz Manichel. <laughs> That's me. I can't do it. <laughs> it was a valid attempt, and I appreciate it. That was, yeah, that was my masculine voice. <laughs> How are you ladies doing today? Yay! Yay! Happy, happy to be talking, Lucy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. That's yeah. That's a thing we're going to talk about. <laughs> Happiness may vary. We'll get there. That's sarcastic. I didn't mean it to be. <laughs> uh, I'm very curious what all of us think about Lucy. For the most part, I know. I know well, Liz. We'll get to that. Say it right now. Liz hasn't seen Lucy, unfortunately. I'm the most curious because <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we'll um, we'll dive into that a little later. For now, let's get into some show notes stuff here. Uh, lots of stuff. I know we have another. Hey, yeah, what? By the way, Aaron. Yeah. I mean, I know that you've been gone and busy for you know this past week. How was San Diego Comic Con? San. Good question, Abe. Um, not forced at all. Um, San Diego Comic Con <laughs> <laughs> um, was wild. Um, I literally just got back from San Diego about half an hour ago before we started this podcast and had to rush to get it together because this is Sunday, Abe. This is the yeah, day. Yeah, I was like, it's pod- not live on Tuesday. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the day we record. I need to get home. So here I am back in Orange County. It's, it's, it's hot, by the way. It was nice in San Diego. It's hot here. It's hot up here, too, in the Bay. Like, I'll, just say, I'll just say it. I'm not wearing pants. I'm wearing a shirt and not pants because it's too hot. Normally, I wear a tuxedo for this podcast taping. That's how I roll because it's I, I've seen your tuxedo. Yeah, it's great. It's got a mustard stain on it. No, that's just our symbol out now is yellow, though. <laughs> oh. It makes it stand out more. Uh, got it. Anyway, I think we were talking about Comic-Con. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you everything about Comic-Con, mainly because that would just take too long. And mm-hmm. because friend of the show, Alan Aguilera, and I recorded two live episodes about Comic-Con uh, at Comic-Con. 
Uh, when I say live, I mean we are in a room <laughs> with various people we we're staying with at Comic-Con, recorded said things, and eventually published them. So those are online now. Those are on iTunes. You can find them right now. You can get our recap episodes of Comic-Con. We talk two separate episodes where we talk about Wednesday, Thursday, and then th- Friday, Saturday. And just to tease it out, uh, along with having a very special introduction to that podcast, which I probably used at the beginning of this one too, so it's not too, it's not too, uh, you're not too unaware of who's talking in front of it. Uh, we, we, we go over a lot of the movie stuff that came out. We go over uh, things like, uh, Super Bat- Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice. Thank you. Uh, Avengers colon Age of Ultron. Thank you. Um, the new Mad Max colon Fury Road. There's Thank a lot of colons in them. <laughs> a lot of colons. Yeah, we don't want colons. to get fined anymore. We don't want to get fined. Yeah, so we got to be very sure. <laughs> the colon police. Yeah. Uh, the box trolls. I love that I'm mentioning the box trolls because that's like such a low profile panel. But we, we, we both like it. We both love like it. We love Paranorman, yeah. so we like. Yeah. I just watched Paranorman again this past week. I'm, I'm gonna do it soon just to be ready for the box trolls. Um, but yeah, a lot, a lot of movie coverage, a lot of some TV coverage, a lot of just coverage of Comic Con in general. You can find all those on iTunes or anywhere you can find our podcast. We have both of those very, very, very um, hastily done bonus podcast episodes where Alan and I literally woke up in the morning very exhausted and having very little voice, but still managed to get out a whole entire two podcast episodes for you, the listeners. So there you, you guys, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so, very. I had, so I had a great time though. I love going to Cabo God. It's a, it's a fun time. It's crowded, sure, but like it's it's designed to be for geeks everywhere to come together and see things that they like with other people that also like those things that they like, and that's what just. The fans want to see is you actually dressing up in cosplay next time. I did. I dressed up as a Hollywood movie blogger that does a podcast. It was great. Oh wow, that's like the most unique one. Yeah, yeah. I had like a, I had a I had a visor. It had a stick. It had like a post-it note that said "press" on the top of it. I'd only talk <laughs> in my my fifties voice like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One question Excuse for Captain me. America, please. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all, all right. that aside, let's get to another big thing. Amy. Yes. Um, you are currently in the middle of a Kickstarter campaign for your web series. Do you want to talk about what Jess vs. Archer is? <laughs> uh, yes, I can. I can do that. Uh, so, well, Jess Archer versus is. Uh, I keep saying it wrong. It's Jess yeah, Archer versus. That's okay. <laughs> it's um. It's sort of Veronica Mars uh, as a comedy, and then it's mixed with, like, an Edgar Wright sort of Simon Pegg, uh, you know, like, style um, and sense of humor. So there's a lot of sort of geeky, nerdy references and jokes, uh, you know, if you're into that sort of thing. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's she's a high school detective, and she solves mysteries, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. Very cool, and people can... People can go onto your Kickstarter, right, and uh, and help make it possible. Yes, help help make it happen. What kind uh, of what kind of sweet prizes do you get? Oh, so many sweet prizes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the sweetest prize is probably uh, well. You dyeing your hair? Your hair dyeing? The I, hair well, one. <laughs> that's true. I had conveniently forgot about that. <laughs> make our goal yes i have vowed to dye my hair the color of our backer's choice um so i'm hoping they don't choose something like puke green and go with something cool um but like yeah. olive green like olive green. <laughs> yes how about like a you know a nice brunette no <laughs> it's like oh it's so That's wild crazy <laughs> Um, so yes, so I, I have vowed to do that and then sort of film the the process for my backers amusement um, if they're into that sort of schadenfreude 
<laughs> so, so yeah, so we have that. I mean, you can get um, downloads of the entire series once we've shot it. Um, I actually developed um, a card game that our two main uh, protagonists play that's sort of like a Cthulhu card game. So, you know, you can get that and the special cards um, that we designed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I should have named it. <laughs> uh, <Very hard>. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, of course, there's T-shirts and mugs and stuff that you can get. Um, very, very cool. Yeah. And uh, so, Jess Archerverse, is that, is that is there a, a number of episodes you have in mind for the web series? I do. Well, I've written eight episodes for a first season, um, and we'll be following them as they uh, solve the mystery of who has framed the the top lacrosse player at the school for oh, selling no. mint exams. Uh, <laughs> awesome. I'm on board. <laughs> well, I'm excited for both. This the the possibility of this web series Jess Archer versus which you can go to you can search it on Kickstarter I'm sure and I'll be sure to add a link to the show notes for this episode and on the Facebook page of course <laughs> and um, I'm also excited that Amy I think is the first person to use Schadenfreude on this podcast so that's a good way to go. <laughs> Did I get a prize? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, you yeah. get to keep being on the episode. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Kickstarter projects and dreams that came true, Liz, you made a movie based on a Woo! Kickstarter project. I did it. How uh, how's that going? Um, it's great. So we did actually we did a Kickstarter two years ago in July. We finished shooting the film a year ago in July, and we finished the film in March. And all we have left to do is our movie poster right now. So Kickstarter dreams do come true, and um, I'm producing Amy's web series. And Ooh, I just Cthulhu. wanted to. <laughs> I can't say it because I'm I'm a phony geek. I'm not a real geek. I'm a phony geek, so I'm not allowed to say things like There's that. There's no catching the right references here. Phony, phony. <laughs> Damn it! I get that reference because I'm a phony geek. Um, you got to make sure to start hashtag Cthulhu with three O's, by the way. <laughs> but I did want to just say, just give Amy another little plug because I think it's a wonderful script and a wonderful project, and she's going to kick ass at it. So I'm just excited for her and um, excited for Bread and Butter. So two great projects. Great, great, great. And, yeah, I'll be sure to – do you guys have a trailer out for Bread and Butter, actually? We did, and then we got in trouble. Oh. <laughs> we, we blasted the trailer out. so beautiful. Yeah, it's so good that people got angry. Um, no, actually, we talked to a publicist. I guess this is kind of insider baseball, but a publicist was like, don't blast out your trailer until you have, you know, where you're going to premiere or what you're going to do with your film. And so yeah. we had to take it down. But we do have a festival that really likes us, and we're premiering with them. And I can't say where yet, okay. but I can say that the announcement and the trailer will be blasting out in September. Great. Well, it's Yay. a good thing that Abe loves baseball, and I love the movie The Insider because we love inside baseball in this podcast. <gasps> yes. There you go. Perfect audience. <laughs> yes. There you go. Um, Thanks a lot. <laughs> you can also speaking of The Insider, we do talk about Michael Mann's first time at Comic Con on the Comic Con bonus episodes. Another plug there. Uh, That's how you segue. Move on, um, but yeah, that, no, those are that's very exciting for both you, Liz, and for both Amy, of course. I'm hoping that Jasper Archer versus becomes a dream come true, and we can you know see that someday. And I, I still want to see bread, bread and butter at some point. I need, I need to get Me on too. there. Yeah. I want uh, you to see it. I want you to see it right now. Yeah, well, we'll we'll figure that well, out. <laughs> I'll find some torrent copy of it and check. It out. <laughs> I'm going to post that torrent copy of it. I, <laughs> Just I, like I, they did Expendables three. That's a yes. class. That's a classic Bobby Moynihan move, leaking things that he's involved in. I think. Oh, so. Bobby. <laughs> One Hashtag of the stars Cthulhu. featured in Bread and Butter. Um. Anyway. 
Let's move on. All right, last thing, uh, iTunes reviews, okay. ratings, good to get those. Helps the other people find the show. Helps out our show in general. Helps us just feel happy about doing the show, which we are always very happy about doing anyway. But why not make us a little bit happier and give us an iTunes review or rating? Grazie mille. Okay, so let's move on now. Let's get to know everybody. Where each week you and I ask everyone else one question and uh, better get to know yeah. everybody. Was that was that on point this week? I think it sounded okay. It was all right. It was, all well, right. It'll certainly sound good at editing. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start this one off. Yeah. Taiwan or Paris? Hmm. Anyone can answer this. Never been to never been to Paris just yet. I have been to Taiwan. It's not bad for the money that you're gonna spend there. Got a lot of good food. <laughs> really, it's it's fantastic. I, I I saw like a Taiwan poster of Ape's face on this. Got a lot of good food. Go <laughs> yeah. to Taiwan. Fly Taiwan. Yeah, fly Taiwan. Good food, babe. <laughs> Do you guys see what if yet? Not yet, no. Mm-mm. Oh, there's a question of geography: Taiwan versus Toronto in that movie, and so that's what I thought you were possibly <laughs> bringing up, and you're not because Paris is completely non sequitur. I'll stop. I'm stopping. But you don't answer that question though. Oh, um, anything but what if was my it was my answer. So Paris. <laughs> okay. okay. There you go. <laughs> um, I would agree with Paris. Right. I, you know, there's okay. just something about like I would be in a like I would be Amelie. Oh, that's a scooter. <laughs> I pulled an Amelie at Comic Con this year. I had my rocket raccoon toy with me, and I managed to take a picture with it everywhere I went. I saw that. I, I saw that too. That was a fun game I was playing, and you can you know find, find me on Instagram, Aaron's PS4, and find those photos, or I'll probably put it on Facebook too. So. All right, that's my question, Abe. All right, next question. You guys are all of a sudden super agents. Are you really good at hand-to-hand combat or weapons? You said agents, right? Yeah. Okay. That's my that's my Asian joke. I'm done. Um, <laughs> so we good at, at hand to hand combat or weapons, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a tough one. Let's see. Well, I thought about the raid too, and how anybody that had a gun probably could have shot Nico, like really and really really ended the the problem there. But they didn't. They just kept fighting him. Um, but with that said, I'm still, I'm, still, I'm still gonna say hand to hand. It seems like that'd be more impressive, and you don't have to worry about like luggage costs or shipping your guns all over the place. <laughs> Because you are the weapon. Exactly, Abe. Because you got to be registered as a lethal weapon, as Danny Glover once said. (laughs) Danny the Manny Glover, as I call him. Oh, wow, yeah. That's his boxer name, right? No, Manny Petty's his boxer name. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) Someone else. Please go. I'm too animated for this. Um, (laughs) Well, I um, I take Zumba classes. I don't know if you've heard of Zumba. Oh, um, yes. it's a really sophisticated dance class, and I am like an expert. <laughs> so um, I would say head-to-head combat because I'm really physical and adept at things with my body. Yeah, <laughs> don't mess with Liz; she will destroy you. Does Sean take these classes? No, he just makes fun of me. <laughs> so, oh, he, does, he doesn't always make it fun of. Yes. I'll leave the weapon. <gasps> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Um, all right. Well, I'm gonna be different then. I'm gonna say weapons. Uh, because I would like to be a sniper. Yeah. I think that would be fun. And uh, I watched that Mark Wahlberg movie, Shooter. <laughs> Which features Danny the Manning, Petty Glover. Right. And although, you know, not, not a necessarily great movie, I did enjoy his accuracy with the weapons. Uh, <laughs> that would be fun just to, you know, shoot people in the head. <laughs> 
So I, I, I actually, in a very I, comical sense. Right? Shooter's apparently on AMC now because it's one of the American movie classics, joining the ranks of Catwoman <laughs> and other films. And I and I watched like the last half hour. I haven't seen Shooter in a, as a whole since theaters back in what 2007, maybe I think. Uh, but I do remember Danny Glover in it because there's a point where, towards the end where like Mark Wahlberg gets like caught and spoilers for Shooter. Yeah, uh, Mark, Mark Wahlberg gets caught and Danny Glover at one point he's like, "I win." you lose and then later on like mark Wahlberg's proving his innocence and danny glover's there like on trial and danny glover still gets to go free because he's like a big senator or whatever he is or something and he looks at and he looks at mark Wahlberg and he goes i win you lose again and then he walks out of the room and it was basically like it was the funniest thing to me i've never forgot that <laughs> i believe it's a mendelssohn family classic by the way i believe the mendelssohn oh, wow. family love shooter i, I think they, they watch they, they watch it over an open fireplace <laughs> um, and, I, was, I was just impressed that you know in movies usually like when people are shooting at something they never hit anything and i was just like oh well he's hitting everything i can respect that Teenage, he's a shooter. Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> Turtle star Elias Cotis is in that movie. Casey <gasps> Jones himself is. I love him. That'll make that'll have more relevance in a few weeks' time when Abe and I reveal another bonus thing that we did for this podcast. Absolutely, yeah. Anyway, also, he's got a new movie coming out. I forget what it's called, but it looked pretty good. Thanks, Abe. Something squared. Thanks for that. Thanks for that classic <laughs> Abe news. Abe movie news. I love that segment that we have because we jam it. The more you time. know. <laughs> Um, anyway, let's hold on. Say that again, Abe. The more you know. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Seamless in editing. Uh, yeah. Let's move on now. Let's get down to quickies. Yep. Sorry, before that, that was over, buddy. Um, <laughs> I had to end the segment or else we'd have just have open, open yeah, segments running wild. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I know quickies. Yep. Each week and out now, we have one main movie of the week that we talk about. We always have other movies that we see during the week that we have a segment about quickies. Yep. Oh, preemptively said TM. I'm the one that should be exhausted from all that comic conning I did this week. Comic conning. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I loved. Oh, Matthew McConaughey Conningay was there at Comic Con this weekend in the Paramount <laughs> panel, by the way. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> gotcha. He was though. Him and Christopher Nolan, a first I, I for Comic Con. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It wasn't computer generated. It was real. <laughs> um. Anyway, Abe, have you seen any other movies this week? I haven't. I started watching uh, what about time, but then I realized that it was four a.m. and I should go to sleep. The movie that both of us haven't seen but desperately want to. About exactly, time. yeah. <laughs> we both keep talking about how we de- we really want to see about time. See about we, time nothing but great things about it. Time we... travel story and about father and sons, but oh, I like that movie. Sorry, I thought I was very nervous that we're talking about the Justin Timberlake time movie. In time. Oh no, that one no. no. About time is. Great, it's adorable. I, I I, it's yeah. like a baller movie, meaning like B A W L E R. Yeah, not yeah. like one of those hood ballers that Abe constantly <laughs> talks about on this show. Not like that DMX stuff we were playing yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Thanks for that update, Abe. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, have you have you watched any other movies this week? Um, I I can't remember if it was this week, but I recently watched Romeo. Plus Juliet. Oh, the Baz oh, Luhrmann teacher. I believe is the correct way to say that title. <laughs> we are big on punctuation on Out Now Podcast. Your nine millimeter sword. Yeah. Yes. Um, that movie is amazing. <laughs> I like that. I like Baz Luhrmann's Romeo plus Juliet. Yeah. It's uh, I like I like the Tybalt character, so I was a fan of John John Leguizamo in that movie. Yeah, he's fantastic in that movie, and 
the guy from Lost who plays Mercutio. Harold Perrineau. Per- yes. Yeah. She's like, Walt! And you're like, what are you talking about, Mercutio? Uh, He's fun, too. He's fun in that movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's great. Like, the weak link is Leonardo DiCaprio, but... He's very young in that one. Yeah. Like, he's coming off Gilbert Grape, Oscar nominated, and then he goes up to this, and he's like, yeah, he's just looking good in this movie, I guess. But, yeah. You know. Yeah. But he gets better. But he proved them wrong. Yeah. It is, he, he proved them. I'll show them. I'll show them all. Yeah. Take Shutter that, Island, so-called am I right? <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here frowning. I'm like, I think he's great. Oh, no. I think he's got much better. Yeah. Good soundtrack yeah. in that movie, too, by the way. Yeah. Yes. Great Radiohead song in that one. Not yes. nominated, even though they wrote it for the movie. And, it was, <laughs> and I think, it was, isn't it called, what, like, Exit Music for a Film, or is that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Clever. <laughs> Liz, have you seen any other movies this week? Well, yes, since I didn't see Lucy, I went and I saw so many movies to make up for it. <laughs> and those two movies are... Um, we have this thing we co- we do mystery movie nights, and Amy usually attends, but she hasn't because she's been so busy lately. Um, <laughs> but last week we saw UHF, which was the first time I'd ever seen Ooh, UHF, the, the Weird Al Yankovic film. Yeah, who currently has a number one new record out. Yes, exactly. Yeah, which is a, it's a really great album, by the way. I like foil. <laughs> Um, and then we watched The Canyons after that, where I fell asleep but woke up, strangely enough, whenever there was nudity. The Canyons. So that's the Lindsay Lohan joint? Yes. Yeah. The Paul, is it a, the, the Paul Schrader, Schrader joint? joint? It's like, yeah. Yeah, it was like a sixth sense telling you, wake up, Liz, there's going to be boobs. <laughs> I woke up and I went right back to sleep. Um, and then last night we saw this movie called Tiptoes. And I don't Ooh. know Okay. Oh, you've seen, okay, you've heard of this. Matthew McConaughey classic right here. Yeah, that was such a bizarre experience. Where Gary Oldman plays a little person, I believe. Yes, yes he does. <laughs> he does. I don't I like don't know what else to say. Um, you don't have to say much, that's for sure. <laughs> I'll shout out the podcast, How Did This Get Made, with Paul Shearer, Jason Manzoukas, and June Diane Raphael. They it's go over that podcast, movie. It is a great, it's a, it's a hilarious podcast, and they, they, do, they have an early episode where they go over tiptoes, which makes it sound like the movie that you need to see immediately, the way they talk about it. But... Oh, I should have listened to that before I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back now. I had to watch Tosh.0 talk about Human Centipede before I watched Human Centipede, or else I just picked <laughs> over the idea. Um, okay, I think it, oh, it's my turn. About human centipede. Yeah, yeah, that's. I, I like to let it rest for a good five seconds before I move on. Yeah. <laughs> that's the segment I call resting centipedes. Um, anyway, um, I saw. I had. I had no time to see new movies this week, so I didn't get a chance to see Hercules yet. Although I'm actually hearing good things about it. So, well, so I might. I, I might take the time to go check out Hercules now, which I would not find myself saying a week ago. Um, but with that in mind, I'm going to talk about Fading Gigolo. This is a movie directed oh. by um, John. <clears throat> John Turturro, um, starring John Turturro and Woody Allen, Woody and a rare move where Woody Allen does not direct a movie that he's in. Uh, Woody Allen plays a pimp character that looks and talks like Woody Allen in <laughs> New York, and he I I don't know how he became said pimp in this movie, but he is one, and he <laughs> and he recruits his his florist buddy played by John Turturro to be his 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 uh, prostitute, his gigolo, and so he goes about doing this, and it leads to him encountering women such as Sharon Stone and uh, Sofia Vergara, once again playing a character that doesn't scream all the time, making me really appreciate Sofia Vergara as an actress <laughs> in movies, even <laughs> though I do like her on Modern Family. It's just like, wow, she actually does, you know, not scream and things. That makes me happy. Uh, that said, the movie's all right. It, um, 
It, it has Liev Schreiber in there, and I like Liev Schreiber. Oh, Ray yeah. Donovan himself. Ray Donovan himself, yeah. I like I like the idea that Liev Schreiber, people walk up to him and go, Hey, Ray! Across Ray. the street. I think that's what they yell at him now. When he's, with, when, he, when he's with his wife, Naomi Watts, where he's currently, you know, winning in life, they're like, Ray! Naomi! What's up? Well, they're calling her Diana, actually. No one calls her Diana. That movie's no. terrible. Um, but no, Fading Gigolo, it's all right. It's got some... It, it, it's certainly kind of made in the vein of a Woody Allen-type film, which helps that he's in it. Um, so if you like, you know, his style of humor and don't need much more depth beyond it, then it's, like, it's fine for, like, a rental, I'd say. But not nothing special, really. I was more interested because John Tatero directed this movie, so I was like, all right, so, looks fine. <laughs> yeah, that's not how quick he's... Jim? All right, let's move on to trailer talk. Each week we talk about some of the newest movie trailer of the week. And uh, when they're coming out, what we thought of it, what have you? And this week we got a we got a we got a bombshell dropped on us guys because not only did we get the new Fifty Shades of Grey trailer, but it was so anticipated that Beyonce Knowles, that's right, Mrs. Jay Z, Mrs. Well, Z, Mrs. Yeah. Z her, her, herself, tweeted out a preview video that alerted fans that there's going to be a full trailer for Fifty Shades of Grey later in the week. And what happened? Well, they delivered the damn thing. With a featuring a new version of Crazy in Love by Beyonce. Wow. And, of course, this is the film Fifty Shades of Grey based off the very popular bestseller. Um, it's directed by Sam Taylor Johnson, the wife of Aaron Taylor Johnson. Um, it stars Dakota, jo- Dakota Johnson and Jamie Dornan as Christian Grey and Anastasia Steele. I'm sure people that read this book know these names and are like, just like, get to the trailer already! And I'm just like, <laughs> describing it. I, I, I believe... Anastasia, I can't, I didn't know their name was Anastasia until just now, by the way. Anastasia Steele, um, meets a handsome billionaire and begins, I guess, either doing some kind of, doing some kind of work for him. And he, he does. She interviews him. She interviews I read him. the book, okay. just to throw that out there. And, I and, did as well, actually. <laughs> and I guess that sexual passion ensues between the two of them. Bum, with bum. with, with uh, all that said, clearly you both have read the book. Abe might not admit to reading the book, but I don't know if he has or has not. I have never read that. <laughs> Apparently, there's three books. By the way, I didn't realize this till like much later on. There's three. Oh, it's like the, the Hunger Games. It's a trilogy. No, but, it's exactly like Twilight. Oh, it's like, okay. Because it's a fan fiction for Twilight. Yeah. With, with yeah. all with all of that in mind, let's start with Liz. Then, Liz, w- what are your thoughts on this trailer? Oh. I mean, it's it's like that whole train wreck thing. Like you want to watch it because everyone else is looking, but you like you spend the whole time feeling sad that it happened and worried for the people involved. And that's how I feel about Fifty Shades of Grey. That that sums it up, right? That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty good summation. Amy. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I concur. I mean, the book is the worst, um, and this is. Detailing the relationship of an abusive sociopath with one of the most annoying female protagonists I've ever read. Um, so, and the fact that they cast Jamie Dornan, uh, who was really great as a serial killer um, in this British show called The Fall, uh, that seems about right. So, yeah, it's like you can't look away because it, it's a train wreck. And I'm slightly curious to see it, but yikes. <laughs> Abe? Never read the book. Don't let don't let Aaron tell you anything different, uh, or books plural. 
Um, Abe, you knew there were more than one budget. Are you sure from, you didn't read it? <laughs> from Liz and Abe, just now. I didn't know that there was more than one. All right. I'm, I'm uh, linking into my microphone as if that will work. <laughs> oh, I felt it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you reading the book right now? <laughs> but I remember uh, I was watching the – I went to go see Lucy, and I was like, oh, man, I just hope that we don't get a 50, get 50 Shades of Grey trailer. And boom, lo and behold, I was like, no. I just want to get up and leave. But – um. Yeah, I guess Trainwreck is correct. I mean, I, I largely have no interest in this movie at all. So, unfortunately, I, I hope that we don't have to review it. I can't wait to review this on the show. <laughs> we'll probably have I'm to. Like, I'm but, like, Aaron, I'm going to pass this week. You can just watch it. I, I, I mean, it's coming out of Valentine's Day. I don't know what it, what's going to be man enough to compete with Fifty Shades of Grey Valentine's Day. It's coming out on Valentine's Day because it's such a wonderful example of romance. Yeah. <laughs> um, I So, I have no familiarity with this book. Uh, so, watching the trailer... The majority of it's like, all right, so they're just like, yeah, they meet and start screwing. That's something. Then it gets to the last 10 seconds, and I thought, oh, okay. <laughs> there's, there's some more – there's other things going on here <laughs> that are a little more than just screwing, um, which I don't know what the word is to describe it, but certainly got my interest a lot more. I'm like, what else is going to happen to this book? Sassy. Sassy is a word that you use. Sure. Um, with that, with that said, I'm not familiar with Jamie Dornan. I know he's on the show The Fall, which I desperately want to see because I've heard very good things about it. That's on Netflix yes. streaming, I believe, right sure. now. So, uh, uh, Gillian Anderson. Um, but I do, I, I do know Dakota Johnson. I am a fan of hers. I like her as an actress. I, I was really a big fan of that show she was on, Ben and Kate, uh, with Nat Faxon. Oscar winner Nat Faxon. Oscar, yeah, Oscar winner Nat Faxon. Yeah, but I, I've, I've seen her in a number of things, and I, um, I that actually gets me excited to see a movie with a big movie for her like good for her but uh, i just don't know about this film i uh, <laughs> i'm curious to see what else goes on given my lack of familiarity despite sudden interest based on the craziness that seems to be coming in it which makes sense given miss z's crazy and love remakes that she's doing for this movie miss <laughs> z uh, like z um z money should we, should we say mrs dash z yeah or... no, that's ridiculous okay. Abe. Right. um <laughs> All that, all that said, Fifty Shades of Grey does come out February thirteenth, two thousand fifteen. So Valentine's Day weekend, be there, yes. or be screwed. I think is the way to say it. That's exactly what their tagline is on the poster. Yeah, and speaking of be screwed or not, let's get to our main film review for Lucy. Somebody put a bag of drugs inside me. I need you to take it out. It's leaking. It is estimated most human beings only use ten percent of the brain's capacity. Imagine if we could access 100%. Interesting things begin to happen. Yes? Professor Norman, my name's Lucy. I just read all your research on the human brain. It's a little rudimentary, but you're on the right track. I thank you. I have access to 28% of my cerebral capacity. I can feel every living thing. Since when did you start writing Chinese? Since an hour ago. What happens when she reaches 100%? I have no idea. All right, so that should have been some of the trailer for Lucy. This is, of course, the well to return to sci-fi action for director writer director Luke Besson, who wrote and directed The Fifth Element about 17 years ago, and has mainly produced and written B action thrillers ever since. I say this because he's directed a number of features since then, but Lucy is the first film in a while to really feel like a movie with Besson, Besson's stamp all over it, give or take the Messenger Joan of Arc. Um, Lucy features Scarlett Johansson as a woman unwillingly turned into a drug mule only to take in the drugs from within and become one who uses more and more of her cerebral capacity. 
There are a lot of reasons as to why, but suffice it to say, she's now on the path to being able to do anything. With that in mind, Amy Taylor, what did you think of the film Lucy? Uh oh, okay. Um, well, I liked a lot of things about it, um, but I don't think it's ultimately quite successful. So, like, the first act, like, the first 30 minutes, I was totally in it. I was like, this is amazing, this is great. And then when she actually gets the drugs, like, ingested into her system, um, that's where it sort of lost me a little bit. Um, just because I felt like she went... Well, I don't know how how much I can say about spoilers, potentially. Um, but I just feel like there's an emotional component that's not quite captured, um, which I think would have helped it out. Fair enough. Yeah. Abe? As we saw on the show before, Luke Besson's been hot and cold, um, and he kind of is a little bit more cold when he's producing things. He's a little bit better when he's writing and directing. Did he... Write and direct the family, by the way. Yes, you did. Okay, well, that Which was is terrible. a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this movie is actually fun. I, I had some fun with this. Movie. <laughs> I'm so, I have no idea what you're gonna think of it. This movie's so off the walls, and I'll get to what I yeah. thought in a second. But I'm so like, <laughs> I did not know you're gonna think of it. I was but, uh, on the edge movie, of my seat waiting to hear yeah. this. <laughs> I mean, Lucy is. Uh, I, I actually had fun with Lucy primarily because. Um, I mean, I do agree with Amy that the first thirty minutes is like, wow, like Scarlett Johansson, Johansson whatever Johansson Johansson <laughs> she's she's crying a lot and like you can tell that it's like real tears because there's like snot came out of her nose at one point and I'm like it's whoa a good, good on you it's a good um, I do I, later, I use snot as a good measure yeah, yeah same here yes. uh, Russell Crowe <laughs> gladiator I mean exactly when he's crying with his kids yes um but no I mean like this movie is ridiculous don't get me wrong I mean there's things that don't really make any sense but at the same time when I was watching it I was like I guess that doesn't really matter I'm just going to go with it. Uh, things like, why does an entire French police force, like, go, like, bend to the whim of, of one person? <laughs> it's like, I guess this is okay. Why is an entire Korean mafia gang, like, allowed to enter this, you know, university library and with tons of guns for some whatever reason? It's like, oh, I guess it's just a movie. But, yeah, I had fun primarily because they uh, they sort of think it through. There's, like, some humor in it with, like, some flashback sequence to animals and whatever else. And I just like the idea of uh, I'm becoming so powerful that I – and I'm aware of it that I, I I just have to do something with it. And for the most part, it's a, it's a fun, entertaining movie. But, yeah, it, it's, you know, not the, not the best movie, but I certainly enjoyed it. Okay, so <laughs> this movie – this movie threw me through a loop. And it's not exa- it's not that I didn't <clears throat> like know what was coming to an extent. Uh, and I think a lot of people this this weekend were probably fooled by what they thought was coming. But watching the trailer, which obviously played very well because it opened very well, it opened to forty four million dollars this wow, weekend, yeah. um, which is a, a record for Scarlett Johansson like on her own and a proof of what good marketing can do for your movie. Um, I was never all that impressed with the trailer for Lucy. Like, I got it, but, like, I wasn't over the moon like a lot of people seem to be. Um, so going into it, I just thought, I'm going to get a Luc Besson movie, hopefully. And that's what I got. And it has that feel. It has the feel, like, he, Besson is a way of handling action that always entertains me to it for an extent. It, it, is, it feels very matter-of-fact, where it, it's not it's not about glorifying the violence necessarily, just, but it, uh, even, though, even if it feels gratuitous or not, but it feels like he handles it in a way where he, he underplays the impact of of how violence is being felt by the people around 
people, give or take something like The Professional, where there's obviously emotional beats tied into it. And putting in that in this movie, this weird sci-fi adventure with Scarlett Johansson, that worked for me in a way where I was never bored by this movie. This movie's a lot of things. Ridiculous, silly, very dumb for a movie about a nurse person getting smart. There are words that easily come to mind. But it's never boring. And in a year where we had a movie like Transcendence, which this movie is very similar to, this was a hell of a lot better than that because at least I was never not paying attention or trying to figure out when I get to leave the theater because I was not enjoying the experience. I was enjoying my experience watching Lucy. And I think it comes to – while it does have issues, and I certainly wouldn't recommend it to everybody, um, I think Johansson's strong enough in a performance where halfway through she basically has to ditch having any humanity um, in order to make that role work. I think there's – enough kind of going on visually to make it at least exciting in some ways because it has a lot of weird juxtaposition shots of things going yeah. on and like footage from samsara of all things like coming into play <laughs> <laughs> and like even when the movie like stops to just deliver exposition it's by morgan freeman so at least it's like well at least i'm listening to morgan freeman giving a lecture that lasts like eight hours it seems at one point in the movie <laughs> um but like overall i think but i mean story-wise it's, it's almost too ambitious for his own good. I think it's because it's like a Luc Besson action movie where it has these bigger ideas, but at the same time it's still like, well, we have to involve gang fights for some reason, so let's just let's get those <laughs> right. in there too. Like, I have this crazy idea that evokes Kubrick's 2001 in some way, but let's get back to Toyman 6 shooting people and telling you about different guns. Um, but, like, overall, when I left the theater, I was, I was like, still – I was – into what was happening, even though the ending goes way off the rails and too much of this movie is like ridiculous to say it's great, but I I was I was in, I was into the fact that it was different from a lot of other things coming out this summer. It's okay. like it's an action movie in the summer, sure, but it's not like any other one I think I'm going to see this summer. If that makes sense. Pretty sure you're not going to see anything like it again. And one thing <laughs> that I did like is you know like the uh, the whole entire notion of keeping you on the edge of your seat sort of is just the percentages that show up on the screen, you're like, oh, well, I wonder what happens next. I have to keep watching to yeah. know what happens at 40%. Like, this is a movie where, like, we're past the point of, like, fake people believing in the 10% of your brain thing, but the movie goes with it anyway. It's like, screw it. Like, this works for our premise. <laughs> you can start controlling people at 35%. What? <laughs> Switch back to Lucy, dropping all guns. It's like, whoa. I'm just glad it exists. I mean, I'm glad this movie exists. And then I saw it. Because, it, yeah, it's crazy, and some of it doesn't make sense, but it's super entertaining. Um, so, you know. <laughs> I think one of the things that I liked about it a lot was just, um, like, it's kind of a strange thing for me to, to see what people think happened, like, prior to um, the dawn of the planets, dawn I suppose. Of, dawn of man. Yeah, it was just really cool because, uh, you know, we've seen all the, they go through like Pangea and whatever else and you see that and you see all these asteroids. But then I was like, oh, well, I never even thought of like another planet hitting a planet to form like a mega planet. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And they kind of just really go out there. And I was like, I'm digging this. You know, I, 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 I like, Liz is probably like cross-eyed, like wondering what the hell we're talking about. With Lucy <laughs> right now. I just hear little bits of excitement and I like, I, I think Amy is has inspired me to want to see this because the, for, for someone to say like they're just glad a movie exists that sounds exciting <laughs> i don't know it's i'm i'm trying to tune you out so i don't hear too much plot details well, we're certainly not i don't think we're really spoiling yeah. anything especially because it's such a jumble of ideas of what we're talking about but people that have seen the movie certainly know what we're referencing yeah. with all that in mind it is a weird movie and i like that i like that weirdness i like that Bassan's trying to do like 
I don't know if like a because the movie like the movie's eighty two minutes without credits, so I don't know if like Basan took out stuff from his script or from the filming or if the studios were like this is too weird as it is we need to make it shorter <laughs> or something. I I don't know if there's more to no it. No one says no to Luke Basan. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, because this is a, I don't know. I I it didn't like the Europa Core logo didn't come up. This is a Universal movie, so like whatever he sold them, like it worked because he got this movie made and it's not just from his company. Uh, so. I'm very curious, like what the, what all went into this movie and what possibly came out because as it stands, it's like, it has ideas. Like the movie's dumb, but it has a lot of ideas, <laughs> and, I, and that's a weird place to balance. That's a weird thing to try and balance and still make an entertaining movie out of it. And the fact that it goes to certain reaches in its final act, given what Johansson's character is doing at that point and that what the, what it kind of evokes. Like it may, it, it like a lot of people surely hate it. Like I, I, I saw this movie with Amy actually and with Scott Mendelson, and he looked over at me and he's like, "Wow, it's good thing it's gonna, it's good thing it's tracking big because that movie's gonna plummet the next weekend because no one's gonna like it." <laughs> because that's like it has like a C plus cinema score. Like clearly it's mixed reactions all the way, and I understand that. It's quite but, mixed. But it tries something, and it's obviously biting off more than it can, it can chew because it has a, it ends with both, not I'm not giving away anything. It ends with both kind of Lucy doing something significant in her, you know, in the in her mind place. As I call it, uh, I'll make it. It's her inner mind palace, just like Sherlock. Uh, while, while um, BBC Sherlock. While while there's like a whole giant shootout happening with Choi Min Sik, who's like channeling Gary Oldman from The Professional in this movie. Yes. Uh, or uh, or uh, or, exactly or, Zor- like or Zorg in the film. He's he's, he's he's channeling Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman yeah. uh, he's, yeah. he's, the, he's 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 uh, he's Korean Gary Oldman now, which is very true actually. I, I, mean, Choi, I think I think, uh, I think Min- like everyone as well. Yeah, you might as well. Yeah, Choi yeah. Min Sik I think is a brilliant actor by the way. I love him in Old Boy and I love him in. Um, <clears throat> Uh, this uh, Lady Vengeance, the, the Vengeance trilogy, and then uh, he's a thirst. He's had a, a number of movies from Korea that I just really enjoy. He's in Memories of a Murder from Bong Joon Ho, who did Snowpiercer. Connection. Um, <laughs> uh, but he, but he's a, he's a great uh, he's a great actor, and I love that he's in this like playing this B movie villain role, even though it it ultimately doesn't matter. In fact, it takes away from the movie as a whole because you're trying to get back to this. I want to know more about what's going on with Lucy. The premise is interesting enough without having gangster gunfights happen. But then the movie's which like, is, no, we need to have those. Exactly, which yeah. is the ridiculous part, right? It's just like, what? Like, I don't understand. They're just going to drive around in all these black Mercedeses and have, like, a <laughs> huge arsenal in the back of their trunk? Well, what? what's especially crazy is, like, the movie's like a chase movie for the most part. And, like, towards the end, Lucy has so much control that she can, like, do anything. She can, like, stop people from doing things. Right. And she's in a position where she needs to do something really quick, but... There's like the gangsters guy, gangster guys coming in. She could easily stop all that and not I have to worry about a shooting thing. going out outside the door. But instead, yeah. it's like you guys take care of this. The people with like simple guns that will probably get caught in the crossfire and die, while I do this other thing. Even though I could take five seconds and do this, it, like it's just it's nonsensical stuff like that. It's like that, the Doug. It's just like my planet needs me. I have to go. Yeah, it's. Like, <laughs> There's like there's like reverse Deoge Machinas here, where instead of her being the person that inserts herself into a situation to solve a problem, she just removes herself from the equation completely. And it's... I mean, that, yeah, that was largely on my mind. I was like, why is it that she could just stop all this like with the snap of her fingers? But I was like, I guess she's preoccupied by doing this other thing. So you know, you can't really do two things at once if you want to do it well, right? Yeah. Well, if you have a hundred percent brain capacity, I don't know. <laughs> But she was thinking so deeply about the universe at that time. Yeah. With this, with all this said, I think Johansson's very good in this movie. I I agree. I, I basically like what Amy said in the beginning. She's she's carrying like the first like I mean she carries the entire film, but I mean she's very good in the first one because the first thirty minutes because she's funny and then she's also very very sincerely worried. Like that look on her face is just terrifying. And there's there's a there's that there's that phone call scene 
Um, oh, that was that was a bummer. Where, where yeah, it, where she's going through this change because she has this drug inside of her now, and because the movie requires her to lose her humanity, and because we're not going to really learn, it's too quick for one thing, and there's only there's only so much to learn about Lucy. Because we don't have much to go on for the rest of the movie, I think it's very clever that it gives her a really big monologue where she describes what she's going through to her mother for basically the last time because she realizes th- things aren't going to go well right. in the future. <laughs> and I really like that. I, I thought she delivered that scene really. And it's been a good, like I've been saying for a while, it's been the year of Scarlett Johansson based on Under the Skin and Captain America and a lot of, like she's been all over the place and she's getting a lot of praise for both her as self, herself as an actress and because she's, you know, a woman leading a film that's doing well box office wise for audiences all over and, you know, not playing generic female character roles. And I like that. I like that quite a bit. And then Johansson's a person who, since the Avengers, I've really liked, I've really come to appreciate a lot more. Like I liked her in Lost in Translation beyond that before Avengers, for some reason I was just never into Johansson that much, but since Avengers, for some reason, <laughs> post Avengers, I've been all over her. Like she's been, a, she's been just consistently good in my she's eyes. She's a badass. Yeah. She's really good. I mean, I liked like the, you know, when we're first getting to know Lucy and, you know, her boyfriend is trying to convince her to, to do this thing for him. And it, like, she was a real person. She wasn't just like the blonde sort of bimbo girlfriend. You know, you could tell like she was a party girl. She's with this sleazy guy, but like, she wasn't just like, oh, hee hee, okay, I'll do it for you. Right. Um, it was, yeah, it was great. It was like she was a real person, and I thought Scarlett Johansson was really great um, right from the beginning. And I think that's one of the things that, that we all have discussed is there's a lot of ideas is primarily because when she does have that phone call scene, she's already experiencing some increases of, I guess, mental powers. She's an X-Man at that point. So she's <laughs> realizing that she's probably not going to make it through, and... Uh, <laughs> It's kind of like a, a nice touching moment. Yeah. All so, right. Yeah. yeah. Would you guys use that drug MP4? God I no. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the. I forget what the uh, the thing was called. It seems like a terrible idea. <laughs> I mean, in small doses, it seems like you'd be like really cool. Perhaps. Well, maybe. <laughs> well, I we mean, we don't endorse doing drugs on the show, though. No, no. It's funny we actually mentioned that on the Comic Con podcast that we did before this one. Anyway. <laughs> All right, then. I think we've talked plenty about Lucy, for that matter. Then let's uh, let's get to our rating. Each weekend out now, we rate movies based on just when people should go see them. And I'm just going to ask you, Amy, when do you think people should go see Lucy? Um, well, like, I like to wait a couple weeks, usually, so that the crowd disperses. Uh, and then go see it in the afternoon by myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, go see it the second or third week. I think, you know, because it's weird. And you might not enjoy it. Like I don't think this movie's for everyone, but I think you should you should see it. Abe, basically agree. I mean, just wait a couple of weeks and uh, try and go see it like a drug, at a dollar theater or matinee pricing. Yeah, I'd say you can wait for like a dollar theater or matinee. I mean, it's it's set, like I had no expectations of the movie. I didn't know what I was going to think of it. All I know is that, like I like I like early Luc Besson films, and I think Johansson's a strong actress. Morgan Freeman doesn't hurt any either. Neither does Choi Min Sik. So it had all those elements going in, and I came out with this really weird, wild movie that kept me thinking about it for a couple days, which is always a nice movie to have, even if it's this you know B level action thriller. So you know, check it out and see what you think. So all right, with that in mind, let's get to a little movie callback. Call back, call back, call back. This is a segment where we briefly uh, mention some movies that we might have thought of during or after the main film of the week, which is, of course, Lucy. Uh, Abe, any movies come up? Yeah, X-Men and obviously Transcendence. And I was like, this is a better film than Transcendence. It's literally Transcendence, the title. <laughs> Amy, any uh, any movies that you thought of? Um, I mean, yeah, I did think of Transcendence. I mean, I 
actually thought of a, it's a book series um, by Dan Simmons called Hyperion um, that sort of has a female character like Lucy. So that's actually what first went through my mind. Um, I'm aware of that series, actually. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought of The Fifth Element. I thought of, we were joking about this earlier, but Maria Full of Grace and the theater <laughs> we were joking about it. Uh, Midnight Express. Uh, 2001, Under the Skin, has a lot in common with Lucy, actually. <laughs> um, and uh, Transcendence, yeah, that, that came up as well. Uh, so yeah, that was movie callback. Callback, callback, callback. Let's get to our sponsor for the week. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download at their at their site, audibletrial.com, slash podcast. There are over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. You can download any audiobook of your choice there. You can go with this one that I'm about to recommend. It's called 2001, A Space Odyssey by Arthur C. Clarke. Um, from the savannas of Africa at dawn to man of mankind to the rings of Saturn as man adventures to the outer rim of our solar system, 2001, the space odyssey is a journey unlike any other, an allegory about humanity's exploration of the universe and the universe's reaction to humanity. It was the basis for director Stanley Kubrick's immortal film and lives on as a hallmark achievement in storytelling. That is just one of the many books you can download at audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. You can go there. You can download the book for free. You can check out their service. If you don't like it, you can get rid of the service. But you get to keep that book that you bur- you got for free anyway. That's a deal. Right now. Whoa. Yeah. So be a winner. I mean, is that a deal or a steal? It's both. It's both. <laughs> and legal. <laughs> so you be a winner. Inter- yeah. Be a winner. Read or listen. Audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Trademark. There you go. All right, Abe. Let's do a little feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. This is, of course, where we talk. We go over the various answers that we received on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash podcast, where we asked some questions and you guys responded, you the listeners, of course, and we also had some questions that you guys threw our way that we can answer on this show. Liz and Amy, feel free to add your own input as well. Good. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Here's our, here's our first question that we asked. Favorite movies about brainy people? Eric has Sherlock Holmes. James has searching for Robbie Fisher, thinking I might be a prodigy and inspire me to learn chess. I wasn't. <laughs> Thank you, James Conner. <laughs> uh, friend of the show, Jim Dietz, The Voice, Real Genius, and Revenge of the Nerds. Mike Jones put uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie. Yay. Josh put Weird Science. I love Weird Science. James and Dobson's early. Scott has Goodwill Hunting, Pie, and a Beautiful Mind. Justin has Real Genius and Goodwill Hunting, both great. Also, Antitrust, Amadeus, Rain Man, and Finding Forrester, because he is the man now. Dog. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> and then we asked, uh, what's your favorite movies about women kicking ass? Uh, Shailen writes, hello, aliens. Thanks, Sigourney Weaver. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Jason writes, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Eric writes, The Fifth Element, Ultraviolet, Iron Man 2, and Resident Evil for the win. That's not for the win. There's three Mila Jovovich movies in there. Only one of them needs to be seen, and that's Fifth Element. <laughs> he got game. Uh, he got game. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> for the show, Alan Aguilera writes, I still got a groove back. Thank you. <laughs> James. Interesting. Yeah. James kind of writes, Chocolat. No, he wrote chocolate, not chocolate. chocolate. No, yeah. <laughs> he wrote the Thai... Uh, yeah, action film he, from the same director as The Protector, I believe, Tony Jaws, The Protector, um, which has this woman kicking ass all through it. Yeah, she's, it's not the one about Johnny... It's not the one about Juliette Binoche, Juliette Binoche and, Jean, yeah. and Johnny Depp eating chocolat, <laughs> chocolat in France. It's not that one. So. 
Uh, Ray writes, anybody who says Kill Bill clearly hasn't seen Jija Yannon in Chocolate. So there you go. A lot of chocolate love on the podcast. I know. (laughs) And then Ray also follows up with, bound. Oh, what? Did you say ass kicking or or looking ass? Yep, that'd be bound. Like, thanks, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> what about what about Haywire? I really yeah, liked oh. Haywire. Yeah, she drives a dope ass Mitsubishi uh, Evo Lancer. I'm a fan of Haywire. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. G- Gina Carano, she, she she can do some more when they're acting, but I like Haywire. It's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. And Michael Fassbender. They added Fassbender. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Rock of Art House films. Just add ref- <laughs> just add Fassbender, and the movie gets that much better. Fassy. Yeah. Ryan writes G.I. Jane. Uh, Tyler writes, also Jackie Brown, nice. as well as Haywire. Yeah. Carl mm-hmm. writes, Ms. 45, Angel of Vengeance. Recently out on Blu-ray, I should add, Ms. 45. And then Shalem continues with Foxy Brown, Monster, Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> now, see, now I have a mashup of Monster and Adventure Babysitting, so it's like Charlie Theron <laughs> conducting around little kids in through New York with, <laughs> like, her gun. And, like, her added 35 pounds. And, like, she's trying to rescue Christina Ricci from the subway. <laughs> Joshua Foster writes Sorry everyone but Justin is right Kill Bill is the best movie about women kicking ass Uh, Everything else is futile except for the next Karate Kid Thank you (laughs) Mike Jones writes Movies that have starring Jija Yannon in them There you go More Chocolate Love Like Chocolate's like an alright movie But it has an ending action sequence that goes on for like 20 minutes That looks like It it, it looks like if anyone's familiar with a game like Smash Brothers Like a side-scrolling fighting game like But like in one area (laughs) She's literally like jumping Like she's up at the top She's up at the, like a top level of like a building, and she's like beating up guys, and they're like falling all the way down the building, and it's just like it, it's it's a really well done action sequence that makes me like that movie quite a bit. <laughs> and lastly, Ruben has anything with Angelina Jolie, which Justin responds with, "So Gia." Uh, Ruben <laughs> says, "Well, maybe not some of her movies, not all." And <laughs> <The> finally, <tourist. laughs> yeah, the tour. <laughs> And uh, Nippon Mua writes, uh, any move in the 20s when women kicked ass and make sandwiches? And he writes, I kid, <laughs> oh I kid. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Many other good answers, though. Thank you, listeners, for that, because that was really good. And if you, want to hear more about, if you want to hear more about women kicking ass, by the way, there is a whole panel at Comic-Con, which Alan and I discuss on the Comic-Con bonus podcast episode. There you go. Or you could go see the movie with Tom Cruise and... Wait, good, good start right there. Wait, go see that movie with Tom Cruise about women kicking ass. Good, go on, Abe. What, was, what else was that? <laughs> I totally blanked on the name. You totally blanked totally on Emily Blunt in Edge yes, of Tomorrow? Thank you. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. I thought that was one of the answers, by the way. I thought Emily Blunt was in here. Um, maybe it was a different show. Uh, anyway, moving on. Let's uh, get to some questions that we had thrown our way and see if we can uh, give some responses. Eric asks, Luke Besson... He wrote the names of the movies that he's done, but I, I think we all know at this point. Uh, likes the juxtaposition, juxtaposition between femininity and violence. How about other writer-director producers who make films using similar unlikely pairings? Uh, Quentin Tarantino is an obvious choice. Um, with, with Kill Bill, for one thing. Um, any others you guys can think of offhand? Mm, I mean, Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon's a good choice. I was yeah. thinking too. Yeah. 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 I'd say. Um, Ridley Scott's dabbled in this, I think. James Cameron. What am I talking about? James Cameron's done this. <laughs> he's done it like four times. <laughs> he's only made like six movies, so it's like he's, he's done it quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, between ter- between Terminators, uh, True Lies, and Aliens, obviously, and t- even Titanic. I mean, Kate Winslet has the b- the best arc in that movie. Like he's he's big. On- <laughs> and uh, and then uh, Avatar and uh, Zoe Saldana is like the best character. In that movie. <laughs> like, James Cameron's all over women in that movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I said it. 
Um, Phrasing. Any others you could think of? This is a good question. That's why I'm trying to think of a game. Yeah. Really yeah. Next, moving on. Justin asks us, best time machine, DeLorean, phone booth, Skynet, or dare I say, mind. Won't spoil it. Hmm. Uh, I mean, it's not honestly, Skynet. Obviously, it's not Skynet. That's a terrible one. I mean, <laughs> like, I mean coming back, you got nothing going for you. you. You're coming from a future that was horrible. So, like, that's the only plus, I guess, <laughs> that you're not, you know, writhing naked in Futureland, yeah. but instead writhing naked in dirty LA in the '80s. But whatever. But uh, yeah, that's <laughs> Skynet's not the right answer. DeLorean seems like the right answer, right? Like, you're going in style. I mean, I prefer I my answer. Would be, exactly, it's a DeLorean. Yeah. Right? Exactly. I mean, like. You, Phone booth. Hmm. You guys in your Doctor Who fandom? Is that what it is? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, uh, Abe. <laughs> thank you. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, it's a DeLorean. You gotta, it's the way that you, I see it. You gotta travel in style. Looper just seems like too painful. Like, I don't think I'd want to be doing that. Yeah, that's no good. <laughs> well, About Time is a really <laughs> like good one. <laughs> we haven't seen About oh, Time. I, I, <laughs> so, I, I won't say. I won't say what it is. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I mean, when you said phone booth, I was actually thinking, of, yeah, the Doctor Who police call box. So yeah. I guess, like, that's the best way. Because we'll it's been there, right? <laughs> Well, that'd be a weird one. <laughs> He's not even time traveling. He's just stuck in the phone booth. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one more. What in, terms of, in terms of a time machine machine? In terms of time machine machines, yes. Hot tub, clearly. Hot tub's a good one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. yeah. That's what I thought was going to be on here, too. <laughs> I mean, the, the the procedure for you to travel back through time for a hot tub would be you have to get super drunk and yeah. then just fall into the hot tub. Well, and you have to deal with Chevy Chase, too, who gives you nothing. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, like, goats, <laughs> Chevy Chase. Well, I guess we got to talk about that trailer eventually, too. Hot tub, time machine, pot de. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I think that concludes that question. Let's get to the next one. Jason asks, what is your favorite film starring The Rock? This is a good question. Um, it helps that Hercules came out this week, but none of us have seen it. Um, <laughs> but I've heard good things, so you know, maybe I'll like that. I don't think that's going to be my favorite one, though. My favorite, one, my favorite movie starring The Rock um, uh, is uh, The Rundown, actually. Uh, the Rundown with Sean William Scott. That's the one I was going to name, too. It is a, just an awesome action movie that should have paved the way for The Rock being the next big action star, but then he decided to do other things not focused on action before coming back to Fast Five, which is, of course, his second best movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I think, I mean, Dwayne Johnson, I think, is a terrific actor in general. Um, and I, I, regardless of thoughts on Pain and Gain as a movie as a whole, I do Ugh. think his best performance is in Pain and Gain as an actor. I was about to say the same thing. I hate Pain and Gain, the movie, but he's great in it. He yeah. is very good, yeah. I mean, the other thing I'd quote is, like, the other guys where he jumps off the building, right? So, <laughs> well, I mean, I like pretty the rundown good. as well. The rundown is great. Right, I mean, as, in terms of, like, a whole movie and not just, like, him as a supporting role or him and, you know, doing cameo stuff. Like, I think yeah. the rundown is just a solid use of his talents as both an action star as an, and as a charismatic as a charismatic actor. I think it just it right. captures everything about what his movie stardom should be, so... Yeah. And it's just a fun movie. Like, Christopher Walken's the villain. Sean William Scott's fun. He's not annoying. I like Sean William Scott in general. Uh, I like Sean I, I think he's done a terrific... Scott, yeah. I, I think Sean William Scott's done a very good job of not being Stifler in every movie, <laughs> which I think that could have easily happened in his career, but it's somehow he managed to be Yeah, very much so. Um, in Especially after Dude Wears My Cards. It's like, well, what's going on here, Sean? Yeah. I mean, like, you probably need to go to the rehab and do some stuff and, you know, show yeah. up in a movie like Goon. But yeah, the, I mean, yeah, Goon's so good. Uh, but yeah, the run... Goon is I good. Mean, 
Rosario Dawson's in there too, and it's in the edge jungly. Peter Bird's direct. Like it's just good. I love the rundown. I'm gonna watch the rundown after we do this podcast. I swear. <laughs> Next All right, and the last question here is from Izzy. What's one horror subject not often covered that you would like to see? A horror subject not covered often that I would like to see. Haunted golf clubs. That's what's not covered enough. That's not even a topic. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, you see, I just saw, like, the trailer for Annabelle. It's like, oh, well, you know, dolls can become haunted, but why not golf clubs? <laughs> I mean, like, you know, they get sold in, they get sold at thrift shops, too. <laughs> just put more haunted items that don't... Haunted yeah. item movies is what he's going <laughs> yeah. after, apparently. Oh, right, that's my genre. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a pair of scissors. It's possessed by yeah, a from like an evil seamstress from like the 1945 <laughs> war or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Uh, it's like white noise or ghost in the machine. Like the idea yeah. that ghosts invade technology. I I haven't seen like a really good version of that yet. I'd like to see more of that. You mean Pulse starring Kristen Bell, the remake of a Japanese horror film, wasn't like your seen, jam? Oh, I haven't seen it. It's I don't not, even it's, know the, about you that. Don't, don't worry about it. It's not good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I can tell that you're being sarcastic there. <laughs> that's not a good. That's not a thing you should see. Ah. Um, God, I'm trying to think of what horror horror topics I don't see often. Um, I saw I saw Ty West the Sacrament, and I haven't. And that movie deals with kind of cults and the mm. the, the bad sides of cults. And I haven't seen many cult based movies. Isn't I mean, that the, in VHS two. Yeah. Like, yeah, VHS like, two is another example of cult kind of based movies. I think. Which and, I which you know I I remember that you texted me. You're just like, dude, I just I had to stop. Yeah, Safe Haven. <laughs> that segment directed by uh, Gareth Evans, uh, of the Raid fame, of course. Um, is, pro- is basically the best horror movie I've seen in the last, tr- and it's only 20 minutes, but it's like the best horror movie I've seen in a very, very long time. Um, but, but yeah, but, but seeing, you know, stuff based around like kind of like cult horror, I guess, that'd be, I think I, I'd like to see more of that. Hmm. Yeah. Given that we're, you know, because horror obviously comes in stages, and currently we're in like the found footage slash haunted house stage of horror. I think but, we're kind of exiting that finally. I mean, I haven't seen any other horror examples that have really come yeah. up recently. Yeah, and we're going to have like Rec 4. Um, oh, between that and, I mean, we're getting, you know, another Insidious, another Conjuring, this Annabelle movie, like, I mean, we're getting a lot more Haunted House stuff, so, I mean, it's... It's coming back. I mean, yeah, it just comes in stages, like, you had the Next kind of... Next is gonna be the Techie remake. What? Child's what? Play remake, I should say. Well, they already had a new Child's Play movie. Straight to VOD? It was, uh, it was, it was, uh, VOD. Yeah. It's pretty good, actually. Anyhow. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, Izzy, for that question. And thank everybody. And thanks, everybody, for your questions yeah. and your answers. Everybody. Everybody. All right, let's move on now. I was out in that feedback. <laughs> feedback, feedback, feedback. Thank you. Abe, Um, what time is it? Oh, Aaron, I believe that we have some time for some games. Wolfgang Amadeus Newer. All right, yeah, I've got a game for you guys this week. It's called The Brain Game. This involves a lot of smart people that you've seen in films. I'm going to read you a clue of trivia. You have to name the movie, and you can name the movie by buzzing in and saying your name and then the answer. Okay, so to answer the questions, we say Aaron and then the answer to buzz in, correct? That's correct. Okay. Correct. This is called called The the Brain Game? That's what you're calling it? That is correct, yeah, because all these guys are brainiacs. All right, here we go. Bradley Cooper took some NZT to oh, make a Liz. Liz. Limitless. That is correct. I wish it wasn't limitless, just to see what the answer would be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. Number two. 
Kate Blanchett demands knowledge from these brainy aliens with enormous brains in this oh. movie. Uh, Amy. Indian Jones, the uh, Crystal Skull. That is correct. Wow, we got a ferocious Yay. crowd. This oh, I got to try. I'm, I'm like, I'm leaning back because I know, it's Eric, come dominating. On. I'm like taking it with stride. I got to try now. Okay, right. hold on. Next one. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal's brain is forced to repeat a sequence of events in order to oh, stop the bump. Aaron. Source code. Oh, I hate that movie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Next one. John Lithgow almost had a cure for his Alzheimer's disease with the aid of ALZ112. Aaron. But instead made Caesar incredibly superior. Aaron. Aaron. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I'm glad that you got all of that. Yes. This animated young genius boy's catchphrase is think, 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 which enables him to overcome his obstacles and save the day. Liz? Liz. I didn't see this, but is this Peabody and Mr. Sherman? It is not Peabody and Mr. Sherman. Aaron. Aaron. Is it Jimmy Neutron Boy that Genius? That is correct. Boom! Ah! <laughs> Damn it. Think, think. That's not right. Will Smith. Ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty spot on. I thought so. All right. <laughs> All right, next question. Apparently, Matt Damon owes it to his best friend Ben Affleck to go to Stanford and get the girl back. Hey. Amy. Yeah, uh, good will hunting. Yeah. Good will hunting. <laughs> the rest of the clue is because all Ben wants is to do is drive up one day, knock on the door, and realize Matt's not there. No yeah. note or nothing. They <laughs> like them apples. Oh, yeah. that movie. Last one. I'm not even going to try and give this movie any credit. Justin Timberlake is a Princeton student who is supposedly really good at mathematics and wins big at poker. And Aaron. Yeah. And even smarter, Bill. Aaron. Uh, Aaron. <laughs> Runner. Runner. Yes. That is correct. <laughs> oh, I thought we were going back to in time. I'm just faltering. <laughs> I'm faltering every... I just wanted to vomit because I thought it was in time. <laughs> Aaron with four, that means you're the win this week after having a slow start. Ah. <laughs> Thanks, Abe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. That was the brain game, correct? That was the brain game. All right. Let's move on then. Let's get to Out Now presents What's Out Now. These are new movies coming out on Blu-ray, DVD, and streaming this week, and we have a few here. Uh, first up is Noah, which I was a fan of. I like Noah. Yeah, uh, I like it all was right. so great and weird. Thanks, Liz. <laughs> I we got, all agree. I'm it, so excited. It got a fairly mixed reception, I'd say, but I, I was a big, I was a fan of Noah. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I got the Blu-ray to review, actually, and I watched it again. I was like, yeah, I like this movie still. Yeah. Ray Winstone's a little unnecessary, but I like the movie still. So. He's got a good, yeah, we've talked about it. He's got, he's got, good he's got that good scene. When he's, on, when he's not on the arc, he's great. Or monologue. <laughs> when, he's not, when he's not on the arc, he's great. Yeah. Um, speaking of not great, uh, The Other Woman comes out this week as well. <laughs> Um, this is, I believe, Marcus Robinson's worst film of the year so far, and it's certainly high on my list. <laughs> um, not a good year for Cameron Diaz. Uh, moving on. Uh, Cuban Fury. Did anyone see this movie? I wanted to. That's the Nick Frost movie, right? Yeah, Nick Frost, Rashida Jones, and who's the other? Um, what's his name from uh, the IT crowd? Um, oh, is it Chris O'Dowd? Chris or? O'Dowd, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, that comes out, and I I heard good things about that. Liz, did you get a chance to see Cuban Fury? Cuban Fury? No, we didn't. Um, we weren't allowed to cover it for content. I think because it was suspiciously overhyped. Okay. What, wasn't it like the marketing plan was like suspiciously everywhere? I that... don't recall. And I remember getting lots of emails about it, and then there was Amy. There was some reason why we didn't cover it. Um, I don't know. I I don't remember. I just. Remember that I wanted to see it. <laughs> yeah, it looked sure. cute. I I like that cast, so. 
Yeah. Remind me to tell you a story about that movie when we're done with this podcast. That'll leave <laughs> listeners over to an expense suspense. Um, anyway, also coming out. Also coming out, hear it now. Also coming out <laughs> is The Protector 2. This is a new Tony Jaw movie uh, featuring the RZA. Um, I'm a huge fan of The Protector. I'm a huge fan of Tony Jaw doing martial arts. I'm not a huge fan of Tony Jaw acting, but I am a huge fan of The Protector. I'll reiterate that. So I am excited to see The Protector 2. And I know a friend of the show, Brandon Peters, he's re- he's uh, reviewed the Blu-ray on Why So Blue, and he liked it quite a bit. So I'll uh, be sure to check that one out when I can. Uh, lastly, and I know Liz is about to squeal when I <gasps> say this one, the last thing coming out on Blu-ray this week is Twin Peaks, the collector's <gasps> edition complete series. Yay, yay, yay! <laughs> Don't you have, like, a cat or a dog named after a character from Twin Peaks? I have a dog named Laura Palmer. Yeah, okay. She is the woman of mystery. <laughs> <laughs> we rescued her. I hate when people say they rescued We adopted her, so there we don't know her history. In yeah. due time, when she gets comfortable, she'll tell it to you. Yeah. 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 So all those are coming out on Blu-ray, DVD, and streaming this week. Um, and you can hear more about what else is coming out very soon on Blu-ray as well on the Comic-Con episode. Let's just say it involves one Adam West. But moving on, <laughs> let's get to next week's show. Next week we're going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yay! This is, of course, the brand-new Marvel film based off the much-beloved and well-known comic book Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, none of that's true. But what is true is I'm super excited to see this movie. It stars, of course, Chris Pratt and Zoe Saldana and Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel as voices of trees and raccoons, because why not? Along with Dave Bautista and a bunch of other like good at, like really good at, like Glenn Close and Benicio Del Toro and Lee Pace. John Lee... C. Riley. John C. Riley. Peter Serafinowicz. That's a fun yes. one to say. I know Amy would get that reference. Um, and but yeah, I'm I'm super excited to see Guardians of the Galaxy. Hearing nothing but great things about it, Abe. I know you are excited as well to see Guardians. Quite. Um, I have some potential guests lined up for the next week's show too, which everyone should know and love. But we'll Chris get... Pratt's coming on board next yeah, week. Chris Pratt's coming on. He's going to review his own movie. It's going to be great. We're going to ask him nothing but Parks and Recreation questions, along with Zero Dark Thirty questions. Yes, exactly. How was uh, it like working with Jessica Chastain? No, we're going to just we're going to quote. We're just going to ask him to say the one line. It's like you really think he's out there, Bin Laden, and then, and then we're just going to yell back at him. Her confidence. Her confidence. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but with all that said, before we really wrap up, let me ask one question to you guys before we go. What movie should people go and see in theaters now? Liz, oh. if you had one movie to name, what peop- what movie should people go and see in theaters right now? Oh, crap. Um, oh, no. Wait, come back to me because I'm trying to think. Amy, of what people should movie people, oh, people should oh, God. Um, is oh, wait, I know. I know. Sorry. Okay, yes? go on. Um, I just saw Magic in the Moonlight, and I thought it was fantastic. Oh, oh that's a new so Woody Allen film, right? Yeah, so I recommend that highly. Okay. Amy, any thoughts? Um, is uh, is Edge of Tomorrow still in theaters? Probably. If it is, yes. <laughs> yeah. Because you should see it if it is. Because uh, I think it, you know, it didn't get all the love that it should have. Despite being very well received critically and everyone saying it's great, yes, it does need. <laughs> I, I, it's weird to be like, we need to champion this big budgeted Tom Cruise right. film, but right. damn it, we do need like, to champion this big budget cartoon film. Aaron and Abe are on the forefront of that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But yeah, I, I think we've been shouting out for like every week, like every every. It week seems to come up, guesses. and I think yeah. that's a big hint. But um, yeah. I mean, people should go see it. Yeah, Abe, yes. you your thoughts? Uh, aside from Edge of Tomorrow, I'd say How to Train Your Dragon Two. Go see it. Oh. And I'm just gonna use the old chestnut. Boyhood, Boyhood's expanding in more and more theaters, and everyone should see Boyhood. Uh-oh. It should indeed. Yeah, Liz, I know you got some issues with that. I'm sorry. It's okay. Liz is only one in a million, so it's fine. Yeah, she's the one percent that didn't give it a hundred. Yeah. yeah. 
But anyway, let's move on now. Now that's going to do it for this week's episode of Out Now with Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my personal work at my blog, thecodeisZeke.com. You can find all my written movie reviews there, as well as at wisetheblue.com for my movie and Blu-ray reviews, as well as my Comic-Con coverage from this week. You can also find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Aaron's PS4. Abe? You can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose, hashtag Aaron's PS4. Amy Taylor, where can people find more of your work? Um, I'm at Walking Candy Apple on Twitter, um, and go to the Just Archer Kickstarter. <laughs> sure, I will definitely be putting that into the show notes and to our Facebook page as well. So yeah, <laughs> definitely people should you know jump in on that Kickstarter. Mosey on over. Yeah. Liz Manishel, where can people find more of your work? Ah, breadandbuttermovie.com, justseenit.com, at breadandbuttermovie, um, at Liz Manishel. I just learned how to tweet. So you'll see, like, a lot of hashtags that are like, am I doing this right? Did I do it? Um, and that's all. all I don't know if things. you guys know this, but Liz is actually 14 years old, and she just directed a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it a lot of the time. Great. Uh, you can find all the other episodes of Out Now with Aaron and Abe on iTunes, of course, and on Stitcher, as well as at hhwlod.com. That is, of course, the podcast network site that hosts our show along with many other shows, including 24, the Jack and Chloe Adventure Cast, the podcast that Brandon Maxwell and I just finished recording because the season of 24 ended. But we will be back with our new season of the Ichapod Crane Cast, where we talk about the episode <laughs> of Sleepy Hollow. Uh, maybe, not the, maybe not the best Sleepy Hollow podcast, but certainly the best titled Sleepy Hollow podcast, the Ichapod <laughs> Crane Cast. And a lot of other shows, Walking Dead TV podcasts, other fun shows about comics and games and TVs and stuff like that. HHWLD. You can also find our episodes over at outnow.patomatic.com as well as soundcloud.com slash outnowpodcast. Feel free to email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on Lucy or Comic-Con if you happen to go and did not say hi to me for whatever reason or uh, <laughs> anything else that you uh, happen to want to talk about on the email. You can also interact with us over at facebook.com slash outnowpodcast or you can tweet at us at twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. And of course, there's the Tumblr page, ape, outnowpodcast.tumblr.com. <laughs> and of course, our voicemail line. Feel free to use our voicemail line, 972-798-3830. You can leave us a voicemail message about anything pretty much involving movies or, you know, whatever we've been talking about. And, uh, we'll be free to, we'll play it on the show and, you know, respond if it's a question or something. Yeah. So with all that out of the way, Amy and Liz, thank you very much for coming on thank the show you. today. Thank you. Thank you. This was a lot of fun. And yeah, Amy, first time guest. And um, of course, she, she did. Long time listener, right? Well, yeah, right. And, um, <laughs> she, she, was, she was very happy to participate in games, which obviously means that she gets to come back at some point to the show. Woo! Yay! Hopefully, hopefully at a time where we're like, wow, that Kickstarter really worked out. And now there's a web series or something. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or, or just to review Liz's movie. That should be the real podcast. Yeah. I feel like we should probably have we should we have should Amy, have... Amy, Salim, Aaron, Brenna, and Leah on all to review Liz's movie at <laughs> Out Now with Aaron. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> it, they're gonna say skip it, and I don't. I won't we, we, know what we, to do. we can't have Sean on because that'd be too much. But everyone else will have on for sure. Sean will have no reservation to say skip it to any movie that I make. <laughs> Liz, did you make a cameo in your film? I did. I make a cameo Yay! where I, Are I you walk walking my a bunch dog. of dogs like Hitchcock? <laughs> I walk one dog like Hitchcock. I'm such an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> All right. Uh, th thank you guys again for coming thank on. You. Thank you to listeners, of course, for everything that you do for us, including the answers and stuff, and of course, listening to our show, which we are very happy to do. I've had a very busy week, so I need to just rest for a while. So until next time when we talk Guardians of the Galaxy, so long. And goodbye. 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 Picture yourself in a boat on a river With tangerine trees and marmalade skies
Somebody calls you, you answer quite slowly. A girl with colliders go Some of the trailer for Lucy. Liz, we need you to use your Morgan Freeman voice and say the average human only uses 10% of their brain. <laughs> I'm saying, no, you should do it now. That'll be a great blooper. Oh, God. The average. Uh, now I'm <laughs> I'll do it. German? Sir.